I'm going to keep the business. <laughs> and he's like, wait, why? And he's like, because you guys are getting crazy. You're just all fucking with me and forget it. Forget I said anything. I'll keep the whole thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Welcome back to the Netflix Book Club. Do it again. Go again. Netflix, Episode the Netflix Book Club. 133. I guess we're going. Yeah. We're doing something different this week. We don't get to watch... You know, the byline. We don't get to see what Netflix said out loud about this film. I'll let you know who's here. I'm Mike Tui, joined as always. <laughs> hey, with it's my... Dennis Rooney, everybody. There he is. Of course. Of course. Sometimes Dennis accuses me of doing an NPR. You know, like this, that, just hanging out. But that's not this week. That's not this week. This no, week, it's not. This week, we have a very exciting guest. Oh, boy. <laughs> Rooney and I, at least I won't speak for Dennis, but I've been very excited to get Lori, Lori Palminteri. Singer, actress, songwriter, <laughs> Lori Palminteri, everybody. On the podcast. I've been dying again. Yeah. Have you done, Lori, have you done the podcast before I got here? The original Netflix book code? Right. Yes. Ooh, I like times. she was like the original one. <laughs> this is still the original Netflix book club. It's just, uh, you know, like when a band changes bassists. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, fuck you. <laughs> the fact that I have a bass that's just covered in oh, dust yeah. in the corner of my bedroom makes that hurt even more. Do you break that out sometimes for the ladies? Not when you're here. You're like, let me play the bass line to Smells Like Teen Spirit. And then you stop after two bars and you're like, I can't. It's too personal. Any track on Robin the Hood. You can play the bass line? Sublime. Too? Absolutely. Right, right, right. Lori Palminteri, ladies and gentlemen. Lori is here, everyone. I am. How I'm so you, happy Lori? you're here, Lori. Um, I was happy to do the podcast until I got here. <laughs> Why, Lori? What a jerk. You don't you say. Jerk. You don't say. Why do you Why? say? Because I showed up and uh, and Mike's Mike's a bit a bit tipsy and let me uh let me just let the audience know what mike is like when he's been boozing <laughs> mike turns into angry george costanza <laughs> i thought it was michael oh, keaton fuck you i thought i was gonna get michael keaton yeah and i'm very upset now i'm twice upset Lori. with your stupid brooklyn hat she's got her fucking that's not it's barely a winter hat it's not folded well, over not that's that for style out. not for weight not well, for yeah. heat well no it is kind of for heat but also i didn't feel like doing my hair because i'm just doing this podcast i thought you were working on a new hobo character. <laughs> Eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> you skinny, stupid. We're That's just going to roast you for 45 minutes. That's all I want to do. I'm so happy you're here just to roast you. Lori Palmer, um, friend of the podcast. You have your own movie podcast. Why don't you give that a plug? Tell I the people do. where they can find Scary you. Scary Monsters. We talk about horror movies. Ooh. <laughs> so it's like Netflix Book Club, but. You put yourself movie. in a box. And then we do any. It doesn't have to be just Netflix. Did I have Did I have this podcast before your podcast, Laura? You did, yeah. I believe you owe mm -hmm. me some money. I, I don't understand how <laughs> that works, but... I have a copyright on any movie podcast. I started the very first one back in 1996. Laura's like, we've never made a dollar on ours. <laughs> yeah, so I don't yeah, see yeah. how I owe you any money. When I was in junior high, I began Blockbuster Book Club Party of One. <laughs> It was me getting stoned and walking to Blockbuster and walking home and watching a DVD in my parents' basement and uh, then blogging I, about I it. I miss getting stoned and walking to Blockbuster. It was the fucking best, was the best. wasn't we it? We had a Blockbuster like about a mile from my house, That's too. a perfect walk. It was a perfect walk. distance. Yes, exactly. And it was a 7-Eleven on the way. That's so, funny because... Uh, <laughs> My old Blockbuster is now a 7-Eleven, and every time I go in there, I'm like, it's not the same. These titles suck. 
the selection. <laughs> These new releases are garbage. I used to spend like five, five and a half hours walking down yeah. every aisle. Oh, yeah. yeah it wasn't course. until later that I found out it was just my dad not wanting to spend any time with right. my mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you the things like, I learned about movies, I didn't have to watch them. Yeah. I just watched the covers of me like, yeah, you're not going to like that, blah, blah, blah. Your dad's like, put that back. We'll circle back, if anything. <laughs> but we're going to take a few more laps through I'll the let story. You know, I'll let you know when it's important. Netflix has a blockbuster TV series that just released. There it is. Oh, number yes. one, number seven. Seven in TV shows today. Fascinating. Putting the curtain all the way back. I'm just trying to find the... I was going to say, Mike said he doesn't have the byline, and then he booted up Netflix to get the byline. You got to love you, this you podcast. Haven't even, uh, you haven't even teased... You got to love this podcast. You can't fool anybody. You haven't even teased what the movie is yet. This is a... This is a Experimental episode. I'm trying Lori. to get there. Yeah, oh. if you'd shut up, Lori, stop holding up Mike. You're holding him back. What's the name of the movie? The Gentleman, Mike. That's the movie that we watched. That we're doing a 45 minute podcast about today. The Gentleman. I know you'd never heard that word before. This week. <laughs> First off. Fuck you. Second off. That's two fuck you so far. We are six minutes in. Listen, you know the word gentleman's a little fucking crooked. Tell us how, Mike. The Gentleman, 2020, out of Netflix, making moves to... Oh. It, <laughs> it went away. It went away. Almost some nice dead air here on the podcast. Everybody loves that. Got some good old-fashioned <laughs> dead air. We invited Lori. <laughs> making moves to sell this valuable UK cannabis empire and American kingpin sent off... Sets off a series of plots, schemes, and barefaced <laughs> plays for his business. A Guy Ritchie film. 2020, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hun Hunnam. Hunnam? Charlie Hunnam. That's uh, Sons of Anarchy and Hugh Grant. Yep. As you knew it. But Guy Ritchie put his paws all over this. That was basically the film, right? I mean, this is oh, a it's guy a very Ritchie. guy. Ritchie. Yeah, he wrote the screenplay. He came up with the story with the help of two other guys. He directed it. I mean, yeah, it's got Guy Ritchie's. Uh, it was hard for me to watch. I think that if every character is so sleek and cool, it's hard to watch. It becomes a bland movie. I think Hugh Grant was cool, but I think they made him a little too gay. <laughs> Not sure if that yeah, sound baby, effect works. Don't is. really care. But like, you know, it was like they really forced it on him. He was even better. He played better. And I thought the movie was like fine, but it was too stylistic. I'm going to say no stream. Really? Oh, 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 you got to. Okay. You're going to say don't stream it. I think you can put this on, take a nap. I mean, watch another thing that he made. What's your history with Guy Ritchie movies? Are you a fan, generally speaking? Generally speaking, I hate everything he makes. Oh, well, that explains oh. it then. I'm not <laughs> sure I have one that I like. You don't like Snatch or Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels? I'm not barrels? sure I've ever seen Sherlock Holmes, and that's uh -huh. his claim so to fame. Good. Sherlock Holmes was solid. I'm not opinion. sure that I've actually seen that, but I've definitely watched those other two, Snatch and uh, the other one. And it's like, you. this is my biggest concern with this movie, because I can't speak to those. Every character in your movie can't be the coolest guy in the world. And when that happens, it becomes like shallow. It becomes fake. It becomes, you don't have any substance here. You need to show somebody else who isn't this cool, badass guy. Everybody's badass. And they tease Matthew McConaughey dying right off the bat. And he doesn't die. Yeah, but you got to know watching that opening scene, you're like, he's probably, there's probably some twist to this coming up. I mean... 
I think that everybody in this movie is badass, but I don't think everybody's in this movie's cool. Um, the guy who's the guy in Succession. I uh, never I, saw Succession, but yeah, okay. He's the he spineless. He's, uh, he's the he's he's Mr. He's spineless. Not cool. The dry high guy also is not cool. Um, these well, they all fancy cool. themselves as like badass, cool. Is he not cool? Though? Drug kingpin. Dry eyes, not cool. No, he want, He's a, he's, he's a pretty wannabe. powerful when he murders his fucking guy that owns him, Lord George, and makes a huge move. Like they're all too. There's nobody who sits in between. I feel like you have blown your load already <laughs> in talking about this movie. Let's uh, let's go back a little bit. First of all, Hugh Grant amazing in this movie yeah uh i think this might be the best role he's ever been in um well that's not true i mean have you seen mickey blue eyes it's <laughs> a Grant, monumental like, film it's the Probably reason he has this fucking role most known for being in rom-coms right this yeah. also for no, mickey known, blue eyes yeah for no stone for being the charming british guy who blinks too much for some reason What's the, what was his big rom-com <laughs> movie where he's like the bookstore owner we did it on this podcast i forget um, the name of it but he's like he's, been in a lot he's of like a cons. sheepish bookstore owner and an American movie star walks in and they fall in love and it's just like it's dumb. <laughs> it's very dumb. I just did a jerk off motion. I know it's an audio only podcast, but I farted sound and jerked off motioned. That's what I think of that. Uh, um, yeah, he's done a lot of those types of movies. So it's really like this. Like one of his first lines in this movie is he's telling Charlie to stop being cunty or something, and it's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's great. He plays a sleazy gay, like not tabloid necessarily, but you know that kind of UK tabloid shit where everyone wants to know everyone famous is business, and. Uh, I don't know. I loved him. I thought he was fantastic. Well, that's this. something. He's I my don't... favorite character. I'd say. Probably. I, I, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the only one with a lot, of, a little room to be a character. Uh, it's also something I think that as Americans we don't realize sometimes because our media is so atrocious. But apparently, like the tabloids media in the in. UK is far worse than yeah. ours. Um, yeah. They say that it's like it is disgusting. Real hiding in bushes type shit, yeah, like they yeah, do which in is this crazy because it's no, like but the we're truth pretty of, bad. The truth of the matter is, there's more people in this country in America that actually believe when it's a, such a sensational, insane headline. I don't. Over I there, don't know that that's true. I think I believe it is. I think they kind of see that and they go, "Well, you know, they're saying ridiculous things." There's more of a cultural shared. In America, they don't. It's not. We're not the same people. Jacksonville, Florida is not fucking Oregon. Uh, Seattle is not New York. Right. Well, then you're talking almost like because you're like you're talking about states versus you know the country world. Because like you could almost say that within Europe, different countries almost like different states because it's it's much smaller. You're expanding beyond the UK then. So yeah. Uh, yeah, right, because they share the culture. They can all kind of agree on something. Mm -hmm. The you know? UK has a very shared culture, particularly Britain. But I will say that, I mean, if these tabloids weren't selling in Britain, they wouldn't be making them. So they're definitely eating it up just as much as we do over here. But maybe our thing is a little bit more like reality TV series as opposed to like paperback publications of what celebrities fucking what politician or whatever. Matthew know? McConaughey's the smartest guy in the world. <laughs> But he's got long hair. Mm. Well, I, so uh, Hugh Grant's character shows up with, uh, he's blackmailing, he's trying to blackmail uh, this other girl, but he, he's doing it in the in the guise of, of a screenplay, which like it is very Hollywood to your point before. So it's like- It's what that's happened to what, Letterman. Yeah, that- <laughs> It is, that's what happened that, to Letterman. That is, um, you know, that that is what this movie is. It, it's a 
it's kind of like you know uh, tongue-in-cheek yeah, self-referential self-aware, like, meta mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah and they try to twist that in the end and they they, they not to be fair they do it early on but then at the very end it just feels so much as like the wife was the most important person after all. <laughs> what do you mean? And it's like, was she? What are you talking about? How do they was do that at she? the end that she was the most important person? What do you mean? She walks in the room and it's like, game over. They they get to walk into the sunset, the two of them. She walks into the room and she's like, yeah, so-and-so, uh, Raymond has Fletcher. She's just delivering She almost gets news. raped. He defends her. I mean, yeah. but, but the point, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, the movie kind of stunk. I thought it kind of stunk. I loved it. I thought it was yeah, great. I really liked it. I give it. it a big stream it. Laurie, yeah, stream it or don't stream it. it. Dennis already blew it. his load. I say stream it. I think, uh, actually, this. You guys think this is good? You're going to recommend this to somebody? Well, you Absolutely. already said this that you hate Guy Ritchie. That's so crazy. If you hate Guy Ritchie, you will not like this movie. Same with, like, Multiverse of Madness, one of my favorite of uh, Marvel movies, and uh, like like people who hate Sam Raimi hate that movie. Right. And I'm like, oh, well, you just hate this director. Yeah, if you don't like if you don't like Guy Ritchie, like this Ritchie, is going to be the movie that turns you movie. around. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you will not be that impressed. I was, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, it makes but, sense though, because you don't like Guy Ritchie movies, and this is very, this is like, so Guy Ritchie, in my opinion, he makes two movies. He makes Guy Ritchie movies, and then he makes like franchise movies. So you got <laughs> your Sherlock Holmes, which is just kind of like people pleasing. There's no cunts in Sherlock Holmes, you know what I mean? Nobody says cunt, but in Lockstock, Two Swung Barrels, in Snatch, in The Gentleman, there's 60 cunts a minute in these movies, you know what I mean? And uh, he likes the mobsters. He likes a very intricate plot where, like, there's a lot of backstabbing and shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, in a way, you could say Lock, Stock, Snatch and this movie are almost... They could be sold as, like, a collection. The Guy Ritchie That's collection. True. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. But I'll fucking watch this movie nine more times before I get sick of it. You give me new characters with good dialogue and shit, and I'm in, you know? I feel the same way. I'm an easy, um, please. Although I, I do question some of the ways they call... Some of their... Um, Lingo is a little like, I'm like, I know that they have like cockney slang and stuff, but people don't talk like this, which doesn't bother me. That but there are true. moments yeah, of like, it, it's, you got your white widow, scuzzy, like super fuzzy people, peach yeah. nugs. It's like, what? Just say weed, man. Just say pot. Just say weed. <laughs> Nobody calls it that. Super sticky bush, man. I don't m- mind sleek, unrealistic dialogue because it's so much more interesting than people actually talk. <laughs> yeah. I wish people talked like they did in the movies yeah. all the time. That Guy would Ritchie be, characters talk really that cool. Would be my, uh, that would be my wish. I can, I can write really cool dialogue, but often I don't, I don't speak in a really cool way, which, which Tui, I'm sure, would agree with. <laughs> no kidding, Lori. Lori, when I hear you Big speak... Big bombshell. Lori doesn't speak in a really cool way. <laughs> Lori, you're like a black jazz musician from the 40s. What are you talking about? You just you're one I cool don't care how much your hat's slouching. Yeah. You're one cool cat, Lori. Your vocab is far out. Right not on. Everybody, right on. Not every, but yeah, not everybody likes Guy Ritchie movies, and that's fair. Uh, I do want to read this little like uh, screenshot I took from Wikipedia that says, uh, the movie was criticized for racism. Writing for The Guardian. Asian racism, I bet. Writing for The Guardian. They Sim- made some jokes about Asians. Can you tell they made some Asians, Asian joke. I was like, the America movie could not make that movie, uh, make those jokes. Literally, they did L for R. I mean, Shane Gillis lost SNL for doing literally the same thing. 
character where they change the L's for R's. Uh, he, I mean, he said chink on a podcast, but that's also for SNL, oh, okay. which is like All a right, super, well, okay. super like liberal, you know. That's true. They haven't so said chink since 80s. piece of dialogue where they talk about that, um, the... The F or PH, that's what they're saying is racist? No, 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 no. Well, yeah, they're saying there's a bunch of racism in the movie, such as, by Richie's logic, this is a guy, a reporter named Simon Guy Hans. Richie? Oh, boy. What? <laughs> he says, by yeah, Richie's baby. logic, white is. weed kingpins are entrepreneurs with the moral high ground. Meanwhile, Asian heroin pushers are the killers of worlds. Whoa. But it's like, yeah. If you sell weed, if you're like a weed kingpin, there's way less blood on your hands than if you're a heroin dealer. But also, this movie did not illustrate that enough. Yeah, no. It's also, I mean, yeah, anybody, no matter, regardless of race, like if you're a weed dealer, who gives a fuck people aren't done? They, they, they make that point in this movie. I, I kind of feel that does. they do. They go out of their way to say, like, this is about. Yeah, if, you, if you're a heroin matter. dealer, like, yeah, people are, people are dying. You are. But there's that sit down with uh, Mickey and Lord George where he's like, yeah, but my shit doesn't kill people. Yeah. Your shit kills people. That's what she's definitely, or he, I'm not sure who Simran Hans is. But uh, that's what they're referring to is that like, yeah, weed kingpins are fine, but Asian heroin pushers are the killers of worlds. But it's like, yeah, I, I agree with Guy Ritchie's sentiment here. We're um, like selling yeah, weed, there's less blood on your the hands. World, whether, whether they're Asian, white, black, Spanish, it doesn't matter. You know? yeah. <laughs> there's another guy. Race they are like, and, and they're people, I'm sure, of heroin dealers of all sorts of uh, races. Yeah. Gary Kramer, who Was wrote for Hugh his- Grant gay enough? That's my question. Because he Are was you gay. Just homophobic? Is he was gay. First off, have you spoken to Rooney? He was. Hugh Grant was like kind of gay, but it was like he kept forcing it. Like he was denied early in the movie. They like went out into this. He really forced that on, and I'm just like, I don't know, dude. I liked this guy before he was doing that. It just became like, ah, you got nothing left. And the guy from Sons of Anarchy, somehow he knew everything before everything happened. He present he prevented the assassination you thought happened at the beginning of the movie, which, my opinion, feels cheap. And then that guy needs to die if it's all resolved. He survives. Everybody survives, and they're just the best at doing drugs. Fuck the two of you. Fuck this movie. Wow. Well, we could probably wrap there, I'd say. That's pretty, uh, I think all everything is said that needs to be said. You know? Cowards. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like it. It's fun. It's stylistic. You know, again, I like Guy Ritchie movies. You so like the beginning like when they're like 38 by 38, the 29th, and then they change the actual film happening. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I dig that. Yeah, yeah I, I guess that, I guess that's where we, I guess that's where we stopped liking Shit like the that film. doesn't bother me. I'm like, you, I feel like you're watching the movie. They do that, and you're like, "Fuck this movie! This is all retarded." It's like that's one yeah, small you, you moment have, you at the beginning very, of the film. Um, you have a very long. I, Long Island reaction to yeah, this. Yeah. Very Long Beach trash reaction. I love they're all dressed like that. Are I they all love gay? saying retarded. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. But this movie missed. It stunk, dude. It didn't have enough. Oh, you're going to get I, mad I about this then because you probably don't know this. But Everybody I know who has watched this movie liked it besides you. Lori, who do you know? <laughs> um, this, I feel like, is a, is a, is a widely enjoyed movie by people. 
Yeah, they're making a Netflix series out of it. <laughs> they are. Actually, they, they are. are. They're making a Netflix series out of it. I think they're making a female remake of it. It's basically the same thing. Oh, my head explodes. <laughs> uh, no, I'm being serious. They are making a, uh, a spinoff series for Netflix. Guy Ritchie is at the helm. And oh. I'll probably watch it and enjoy it. Mike... I'm sorry. <laughs> so both I'm sorry you, that people enjoyed things that you don't both like. Both of you stream it. For sure. Yeah, that's what we said. Either of you had, had either of you seen the movie before we I, did it for I, the podcast? I had, yes. Uh, my brother had recommended this to me, actually. He right. loves this movie, which makes sense. Yeah, because he's, he's Matthew McConaughey <laughs> he's in this McConaughey. fucking movie. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> I've met Lori's brother. He watches this and he's like, they're not doing enough. He's like, they're not doing it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the surfboards? Right, right. <laughs> um. Someone also was giving a criticism where they're like, they keep calling the Chinese character or Asian characters, I don't know, they keep calling them Chinamen. And it's like, yeah, these guys are gangsters. They're not PC. They're not going right, to... Like, right. getting they're offended not- at bad characters who are supposed to be bad people, it's so dumb. Right. They're not uh, They're not following the PC rules. They're not like, yeah. oh, oh, I killed people, but I really watch what I say. <laughs> yeah. That guy who wrote for Salon, he criticized the use of Chinaman, and he said, and then when they're not calling people Chinaman, they call them the other C word. And it's like, yeah, they're gangsters. They're British gangsters. They call everybody cunt all the time. And also, cunt is not that it's way more widely used in Europe and yeah. not that offensive. And it's not um, racially yeah. connotated. Uh, people do. I mean, you've been to Ireland. You like also racism in the UK is way different. Yeah, they say it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely a little bit jarring when you are like. But then they think the they think we say motherfucker all the time is jarring. Right, which is supposed to be horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to bring cunt into this country a little bit more. You know what? I I. I like cunty. Cunty is fun. Cunty's good. Cunty's fun. Yeah, stop acting so cunty. Cunt is, is kind of like harsh, but cunty yeah. is funny. The thing with me in saying cunt is that I have a hard time saying it and not like giggling afterwards. <laughs> like stopping such a cunt. <laughs> you know, I get a little like, uh, it's a funny word to call somebody. You ever call your mother a cunt? Only behind her back. I, <laughs> around the holidays or whatever. But I've called both your mother's cunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think the uh, Rotten Tomatoes is on the gentleman? I just looked it up. I bet it's good. I Seventy-six percent. I'm gonna say sixty-eight. It's seventy-five. Oh. Ooh. But let me tell you this: the other one. Here, Who does Rotten Tomatoes know? What yeah. do they know? The other one here, Metro, right? Metro, Met, Met, I won't say it right because with the Netflix book club podcast, that's the only thing I defend. So some other thing here says fifty-one percent. Interesting. Yeah, I support them. <laughs> I was going to say, you're just looking for the lowest possible rating. you be like, that's a reputable website. That's there. absolutely what I'm doing. Yeah. He's right. like, I will find bad reviews. It's the internet. They exist. <laughs> Listen, Guy Ritchie banged Madonna, and you can't take that away from him. But it doesn't mean he makes good movies. Well, yeah, that's completely... One has nothing to do with the other. But he does make some good movies. The movie he made with Madonna was like his worst film, people say. I haven't seen it. I never saw it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a you, classic You guys mistake. didn't see the other one he did with Madonna. I have not seen anything he's done that with Madonna. One was, that one was pretty good. Are you talking about a sex tape, Mike? Yes, I am. Mike's got a look on his face. I just got to think about it. I don't even need it. You don't even need to no, see the movie. I just, just I think use about my it. Madonna, Guy Ritchie. Yeah, but Madonna was still what sixty years old then in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> this old bitch. I don't want to see her fucking twat. 
That's another one I'm trying to bring in from the UK is twat. Oh my twat? God. Lori helps out sometimes. So you'll call people a twat. You do you yeah, use like, the word twat? I, 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 could, I could get behind the word twat. Yeah. Wow. When Lori's getting steamy with a guy, she's like... <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get it out. What is she And how does she bring twat into it? She'll go, do you smell that? That's my twat. Wow. Um, I have not done this, but I'm going to start. <laughs> Try it out. Next time you're with a guy, I'll be I'm like, start it up, like how do you just... feel about twats? Because I got one. <laughs> and he's going to be like, this is a trap, isn't it? You're trying to trap me. <laughs> yeah, this is uh you smell that. You smell that. I could see Lori with a British guy. That could be good for you. Um, I can see you with a woman, a British woman. <laughs> a Yo, British first woman? of all, Matthew McConaughey's wife in this movie is that not the uh, like the ideal woman? This She's lady, fine. You weren't feeling her. She's no? fine. I think that's the point. That she's like fine, like mediocre fine, no, like run like of the mill she's fine. Like they respect each other the same. Yeah, I thought that was that was a one point I actually liked about it, and she was good, and she shot two of those fucking gangsters in the fucking forehead. Yeah, that's with that true. tiny little that's gun. She's kind of like gun. the most. She's one of the most badass fucking characters in the show. I I thought it was a little far. It went a little far when she shoots those two guys. And then Dry Eye, who is there to kidnap her for blackmail purposes, is like, well, forget trying to get her out of here. I'm just going to try to put my dick in her. It's like, dude, stick to the plan. Like, just because your two friends died, now you're going to rape this chick over the table? Like, no. You're supposed to get her out of here and blackmail Mickey. Right. But, you know. That's true. But she it's over the top. You know, She holds way more value being held captive than... Yeah. But the movie doesn't make it doesn't have to make sense. It's Hugh Grant throwing himself at Sons of Anarchy the whole movie like like it was progressive. Like all of a sudden gangsters are okay with being gay and it's like that's not what's happening here. This He's character really stinks. hung up on this. Uh, this Mike doesn't very like Mike doesn't detail. like gay propaganda. The entire movie like even at the end like you know it's not going to work out, dude. You've double crossed these motherfuckers 3 times yeah. and you're still throwing out I'll suck your dick. Like dude, this I is I don't think like, it's like a sincere is, offering. It's more like being a sleaze ball. That's what I think too. Yeah. It's lame. And that's how the movie comes off. When everyone is so cool, the movie's lame. I'll say this to defend Mike's dumb position for a quick moment. <laughs> is that, oh, Mike's giving me the stink eye on that one. He's like, I'm going to put that in my back pocket. I knew this was this episode. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. The Jets beat Buffalo. Lori's on the pod. I was coming in with an attitude. Oh, okay. An attitude or a blood alcohol content of 0.10? <laughs> Definitely one of those. No, but every, you know, I was saying like Snatch, Lockstock, this movie. Uh, in Snatch and Lockstock, there's multiple like bumbling idiot characters. There are no bumbling idiot characters in this one. There's no like clear yeah, idiots. Really, no. You know what I mean? Like fools. That's my biggest maybe, argument. Maybe Everyone's those, very cool and self-assured. A very quick scene. Even the kids though, they're like, mm. they're sure of themselves. They're, every you didn't single like character you didn't gets like away the, with what they're doing. I mean, it's it's wild. It's it's too sleek. It becomes boring. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. I never got bored. But if anything, I think maybe the first like 20 minutes are boring. It was a little slow to start. Yeah, that's but true. But you're kind of giving the benefit of the doubt where you're like, all right, you are. I am absolutely. I'm like, if this uh, Hugh Grant. First of all, whatever he's talking about, I'm listening. Yeah, he Dennis is I mean? like, he better get gayer. He better get gayer. If these two don't throw each other at each other, if I don't see some dick soon in this movie, 
<laughs> Hugh Grant's like, it's been a long time since Notting Hill. <laughs> That's what it was, Notting Hill. That's the one where he's a sheepish bookstore owner. Somebody better put something in my mouth. Talk about a guy bouncing back, too, because didn't he get caught with like a transgender hooker? They love him so much. Hugh Grant? That, yeah, you didn't hear, you don't That's remember That's why his that. characters now. He can't not play a guy that yeah. has a dick in his I mouth. was in third grade. I came home. My mom was crying. I said, Mom, <laughs> what's wrong? She said, did you hear about Hugh Grant? I said, what did Huey do? She said, transgender hooker. And I was just like, I can't go to school tomorrow. I My mom was also days. crying, and she goes, I wish it was you. <laughs> what? Who is being propositioned by Hugh Grant? <laughs> or that she wishes you were a tranny. <laughs> I wish you were a... Whoa, whoa, Lori, whoa, whoa. You can't say tranny. In either case, I'd be doing better in comedy. <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> it's not too late. We could all transition. What if I'm we halfway, all... I'm halfway there. <laughs> Lori's been dressing Lord, like a guy... Lord. Fuck you, Lori. Lori's been dressing like a guy for three decades. <laughs> Lori's hedging her bets in all directions. <laughs> she's as close to changing her gender as she's close to changing whatever she needs to. Lori's like, I'm throwing out my twat. <laughs> It's brought Whatever me nothing, you need. It's brought me nothing but grief. Whatever it is. Get rid of this thing. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't like this movie. This movie stinks. You're cantankerous. You can't freaking stink. recommend this movie to anybody. What's, no, a, what's a person who's always... My parents liked it. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Donna liked it? What, she did. Stop I, the press. I don't know. This is a movie that like, I was kind of under the radar for some reason. Because it came out 2020. It's a pandemic. So it kind of came out of a pandemic. It probably yeah. never... It might have never hit the theaters. It was in theaters, but, but it didn't went. do huge numbers because of that. Um, it made a little bit of money at the mm. theaters, but really it became like a big hit on a video on demand. Right, right. How do you guys feel about the scene in general when somebody dies and it's a main character of the story up to that point and then they go, just kidding, they didn't die, different story now. I'm okay with that because of kind the of fact annoying. that they... I find that a little annoying. They At the start of the film, when they talk about the screen ratio and they fuck with it right there, that's your first clue where it's like you're dealing with an unreliable narrator. Right. So we can say things and take it back. Sure. Which is also why you see the opening shot and you're like, oh, is Matthew McConaughey getting shot in the head? And it's like, no, he's not. That'd be too easy. Especially when we find that scene... Like two thirds, we find that scene in Act Two. If it was the last five minutes of the movie and we see Matthew McConaughey get a gun drawn to his head, then I'm in that moment. I'm like, maybe he is about to die. But there's not going to be another thirty minutes of movie left without our main our main guy, also, the King of the Jungle. There's a really important line in this um, that Charlie says to um, Hugh Grant's character that, that he respects his information and his imagination. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like, oh, this story we're getting is actually not the true story. This is the romanticized story of what actually happened. Yeah, it's and, what and, Fletcher's trying yes. to deduce. Yeah, mm -hmm. They definitely give you that screenplay, and it's yeah. very obvious that there's a narrative happening, blah, blah, blah. So, like, you're getting the... Even though it's not true, none of it's true, but you're getting the Hollywood story of this story. You know what? I guess I didn't like the way that it resolved itself at the end. And it does resolve itself, which I do like. And Dennis can contest. I don't like when there's not buttoned up endings. And this definitely was buttoned up. Mike likes a bow on it, I always say. Oh, see, I, However, don't, I don't necessarily need it to everything be resolved. Sons of Anarchy. Raymond. Explained out the ending like it was real. It's like also I was one step ahead of the guy. All movie was the guy who told you the story. Actually... I was one step ahead of him the whole time. And it's like, all right, that 
that comes the, off um, cheap. That's like the heist um, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which right. you know, Rick and Morty is like ruined heist movies for me. Like every time I watch it, I go, God. Well, damn, you like this, this movie? It didn't ruin this one. Well, this isn't really a heist movie, but well, like, it know. ruins that. It's a hijacking, <laughs> and you watch the whole movie. All you of a sudden, this guy's bitch, been inside. Yeah, I'm in. he's like, oh, we held on just to get that one conversation with him and the guy, and it's like, sure. But you didn't leave any clues on the way there. You get at least one. You get one. When he finally gets Fletcher to leave his house and he calls uh, Mickey, he's like, oh, he thinks he knows everything. He thinks he's very clever. And you're like, okay, how much is this guy ahead of the game? Or is he just saying that as a comment to be like, oh, this guy's done his research and stuff? Okay. It also, it, I, I, I know what you mean. That phone call happens whether or not they know anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, but him saying he thinks he's very clever is kind of telling where it's like he thinks he knows the score, but he doesn't know that we're on top of it. Right, but he says the same thing whether or not he, you know, like it's, yeah. it's not enough to, it's not enough to tip where I'm like, oh. Raymond was also gay in the movie, right? I thought they were all attractive. <laughs> <laughs> the things I do to these guys, but that's the problem, Guy Ritchie. You can't have everybody be that hot. They you know who is kind of everybody is pretty hot. Laura, you should know this. <laughs> they are. It, these. It's very like the. Laura doesn't talk. I know Laura a long time. She doesn't talk to you unless you're very attractive. What? <laughs> it's true, Lori. I talk to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're hot. We have three hot comedians. Have I never put one on a team more than right there? Yeah. Um, but no, well, this is, uh, well, this is, um, that's something that, that uh, Nick and I talk about sometimes on our podcast where. Nick it, Griffin, funny comedian. Yeah, great comedian. Scary, that, Monsters that podcast. Scary Monsters podcast with Lori Griffin and Nick Griffin. Lori Griffin and Nick Pomentary. Sometimes it's better in a mo- for a movie when you don't know the actors. Like sometimes he prefers foreign films just because when you don't know the actors, it puts you in the story more rather than being like, I am watching a movie and everybody here is crazy beautiful, um, which is not how life works. Totally. Um, but like I said, this is a this is supposed to be a, a movie like i mean it's less literally how it's presented when they do the whole messing with the right messing with the um the screen yeah Hugh when, he Grant. Thro- when he throws the screenplay on the table yeah right um it's like you know he's telling you the he set this the tone is set one handsome guy after another a lot of handsome a lot of handsome gents my problem is they're too sleek they're too capable they can do anything you can't have every guy be this cool and gangster everything's done very like yeah we just did yeah we just kidnapped an editor at a huge newspaper and got gave him drugs and he fucked a pig it's like it was that easy it was that easy he did it in one night they had a group of underground underground fighters street fighters yeah and, and then, <laughs> but they're Coach, which is literally his only name, as far as I'm concerned, is riddled with integrity. Yes. I refuse to let the guys I brought up have anything fall on them. So don't put any of these six or seven or eight black guys who do crime in jail because I'll put my name on them. And God bless. But like, what movie am I watching? What am I even doing here? Matthew McConaughey's up in the back of the car to Russian girl who died. That's the uh-huh. most believable part of the movie. Well, the Russian He gets out of that. Yeah, the guys pull up and spray the vehicle, which was a very risky move to just be like <laughs> not tell Matthew McConaughey be like by the way, if you get kidnapped and you see a car pull up in front of you, duck down cuz we're going to fire with machine guns into the car. 
They just start spraying yeah, in there to save Mickey, true. and it's like that could have very easily just cost him his life, you know. I guess they are the bumbling idiots of the film, though. Is the boys, the lads, prime time, and the black guy, and this movie stinks. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good when that guy projectile vomited. <laughs> Luke? No, what was his name? He's across Old the Luke? table, just oh man, that's like. Do you know how bad I wanted him to murder the young Asian guy? I wanted him to drown him in a koi pond. To kill Dry Eye? Yes, Dry Eye. I wanted him to kill Dry Eye to show him what gangster is. Yeah. But that's not this movie. This movie has no layers whatsoever. No, it has actually. This movie doesn't have layers. layers. Like, you you like it's it nothing but layers. layers. You get on the back of Matthew McConaughey and love him the entire movie. Not only does his number one man never die, he does everything right, and his wife somehow is the hero. Fuck this movie. Movie stinks. I don't see the wife as the hero. Do we have to watch the final scene? She walks into the room and she delivers some news. So you're like, this bitch is a hero now? And the movie <laughs> ends. Well, she was smart. She's smart enough to kill those people she needs to. She had a great... Si- Stop it. Everyone's been put... Maybe my only criticism of this film is that the whole film hinges on the idea that Matthew McConaughey's character, Mickey, is trying to sell his business. And everyone's trying to fuck him over. Everyone's trying to scam or play with him and shit. And then at the end of the movie, he's just like, I'm going to keep the business. <laughs> and he's like, wait, why? And he's like, because you guys are getting crazy. You're just all fucking with me and forget it. Forget I said anything. I'll keep the whole thing. And that's what happens. He gets the other gay that's, American that's guy. He gets the other gay guy to pay him his own estimate of, I think, $270 million that he's set the business back. He's like, you're going to send that to me right now. I'm also going to take a pound of flesh because my wife, <laughs> you, you messed with my wife. Um, she's a hero, don't you know? I don't movies, see that. This Mike. movie stinks. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, we never wanted to be a movie review podcast, <laughs> but when it stinks... You gotta say it. You gotta say when it stinks. I don't know. I like yeah, it. I, I could have used something at the end of Mickey being like, I don't know. I never planned on really selling the business. This was a test to see where loyalties lie and shit. But no, he's just like, I'm gonna keep it, and he never explains it. It's kind of like between Matthew McConaughey and the guy from Sons of Anarchy, they just get to win, and it's yeah. like, what is the point of this? What was the point of any of it? And then finally, Matthew McConaughey gets to fuck his hot wife at the end. He's like, any chance? And she's like, I'll close the door. <laughs> There's people here. Yeah. Movie stuff. Um, I mean, I feel I like, the, I I feel like the only thing maybe I could have seen is, uh, is just a scene with some potheads smoking the weed. <laughs> there was only one scene the entire movie. Well, that's movie. Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrel. You got to go watch that movie if you want to see potheads actually. Now, one potheads. guy was testing the weed, and it was like, oh, he's good at. Yeah, yeah. And he was, I think he was trying to in. say, like, where the weed was from or something. That's yeah, he what could I tell. Got he's out. like, no, this is good. Yeah. And then, of course, the wife comes in, and she's like, get back to work, you stupid piece of shit. That's you don't work for my husband. <laughs> she's the fucking winner of the whole movie. Because she like, gets to fuck Matthew like McConaughey. Well, and she's most important to Matthew McConaughey. He comes in and murders his her would-be rapist. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Wouldn't, Wouldn't you? you? <laughs> <laughs> even if it wasn't, even when it was just a um, a friend you think is a dumb bitch like me. Imagine you come. That's pretty good. <laughs> you come home from work. You come home from work. You open the door. There's your girlfriend being straddled by Lori. And Lori's like, "You shut your mouth, you pig!" And then she looks over at you. Aren't you gonna kill Lori? Ugh, gonna and kill my me? girlfriend's just loving it. <laughs> Mike's like, "I'm into this." He's like taking off his clothes. She fucks me in a way you never could. <laughs> 
<laughs> she has credits. Uh, I also like this. Did you all like the scene where he's because they're trying to figure out where Matthew McConaughey is growing his weed because he has so much of it, and then he talks about like. The property, and then when he's talking about like all the people who are walk around, and then they have like and they yeah. meet uh, together. And that was that was and so funny. I thought that was really funny. That, that was, was funny. I thought it was a very kind of smart idea to explain like, well, where's the land? Land right, is a right. problem in this country, and then to point out where it's like, yeah, all these rich families who have like it's been four yes. or five generations that money don't stick and around. He points out all the problems even like before. Um, like GPS and Google Earth or whatever. Yeah. He like points out all, and you're like, oh yeah, that's is. Like there is so little land that that's not discovered or that could be easily monitored at this right. point. Yeah. Um, so you both say stream it. You mm-hmm. both think people turn this movie on and enjoy it. I think you I, put this on, you fall asleep. Well, how far into the movie were you like, no? Uh, for me, once yeah. they change the ratio aspect, if once it were me, aspect ratio, I'm ratio aspect. I am, I am really See, that's reconsidering. That's what I was like. I'm in. I'm reconsidering big time at that moment. But I'm watching it for the podcast and blah blah blah. But if I'm not, and that's what I'm saying, like I know there's people that just go, nope. This is it's too. You're Guy Ritchie doing Guy Ritchie. You're doing too much. <laughs> I mean, I never really got when people complain about that, like saying, like, you know, they'll be like, Django Unchanged was too Tarantino. And you're like, well, yeah, it's yeah, what I go to does. Tarantino movies for, see Tarantino shit. I do that to see yeah. the Tarantinos. I'm a, I'm a fan. Um, or same with like Tim Burton, you know, they'd be like, ah, but like, and I'm like, yeah, like that's, that's their thing, though. That's what they do. Can we do a quick aside? Since you mentioned Tim Burton, did you see this recently where, like, apparently he wasn't nearly as involved in The Nightmare Before Christmas as everyone thinks he is? He's not the director. Yeah. Like, that's somebody else's movie. I knew he wasn't the director. And I'm not saying you necessarily specifically. I I know you're a super nerd fan. You know all of it. But, like, it was fucking news to me. And apparently, like, Tim Burton's A Nightmare Before Christmas, they only added his name to it, like, three weeks before the release. Um, And the actual director, now, now he got quoted in an article recently where he was like... You know, it'd be nice if people realized that it was my movie, <laughs> not necessarily I saw, his well, I thing. Knew that he, I knew that Tim Burton was the director, but it is his story and his characters uh, and such. I mean, it's still, but yeah, he's not, he's actually not the director of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here comes Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. 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 I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't want to see it. Marilyn Manson, that's his song. Marilyn Manson is the one who did that song. This is Halloween. Here comes Halloween. No, he, Halloween. Co- he Halloween. covered it later. It's really? Danny, Danny Elfman wrote all of that. Oh, I thought it was Manson. No, there, there's like a cover like soundtrack that Manson oh. is on. <laughs> it's very, but let's go back and listen it's to the good. Manson. It's good. It's, it's Fiona, very good. Fiona Apple, I thought that was. I thought Fiona it was Fiona Apple covers Sally's song. Oh, it's really, really? Good. was this yeah. before or after Marilyn Manson removed a rib to suck his own dick? I think before, but oh, okay. I don't know because he probably yeah. Disney Rumor has it he's removed another one. He's up to his butt. <laughs> I'm eating my own ass over here Ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yes. Everything in between What do you got Dennis You got anything I got a long ride back to Queens After yeah, this baby. is what I got Episode 133 I got a lot to think about After this episode Netflix Mike Book Club <laughs> Podcast uh, I'm Dennis Rooney. You can find me on Instagram. That's the only place you'll find me at Dennis Rooney Seven. Follow the podcast at Netflix Book Club Podcast. Mike, where can they find you? Now they can find me. They know where. Lori, do it. Lori, give us one more time <laughs> where they can find you. Plug the um, pod. Uh, at Lori Palmentary on Twitter. At 
Kosi Lori on Instagram, and um, I have a blog on my website, LoriPomitary.com, and my own podcast, Scary Monsters. Um, so check it out. When's the... The special coming out, butt plug commentary. Butt plug commentary. You have to pay a lot of money for that. <laughs> That's behind the paywall for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very good friends with Lurie. I also have to pay. So. It's got to be worth it. Butt plug commentary. Underscore Mike Tui on all social media. Yeah, thanks so much for following our podcast. Is that going to hit me with this or no? You know, it's just like, uh, you know, the movie kind of stunk. I thought it kind of stunk.